Welcome to Nutrition Bites, the no-nonsense podcast where you get the truth about food so you can eat what you want and be healthy. I'm your host, Maggie, and welcome to episode 7 of this weekly series. Today's topic was another listener request and voted on by you via my Instagram at Nutrition Bites Podcast. It's a popular topic with a healthy splash of controversy, so let's dive in. On the menu today, dairy. High school is far gone for me, but a few moments still trigger that adolescent nostalgia. A whiff of Axe body spray, the shoulder pain from an ill-fitting backpack, and the David Beckham Got Milk ad which was proudly displayed in my locker for many years. At the time, I didn't pay particular attention to the fact that Bex was advertising milk. I mean, I was like 16 and it was a shirtless David Beckham photo. What, <laughs> what do you think I was looking at? I also didn't think too critically that Britney Spears, Serena Williams, and The Simpsons were also milk mascots. It was drilled into my head since I was young that drinking milk was healthy. We needed it to grow strong bones. In elementary school, cartons of milk were sold every morning, and the importance of dairy was taught in the classroom, so it had to be true. Years later, when I moved to the dairy-loving country of Denmark, I also found consuming dairy a national pastime and point of pride. I even had a friend tell me once that the best way to prevent a hangover was to chug a giant glass of milk before bed. Personally, I can't think of a faster way to make myself throw up. In many countries around the world, dairy is part of the food culture. But there's also been a growing rumbling that this food group is on the outs. The popularity of plant-based milk is skyrocketing, and new diets are popping up that exclude dairy entirely, claiming that it's bad for our health. But when we've been raised to think that we need to consume dairy, it's hard to know what's true. So let's find out. Dairy is a food group which contains products made from animal milk, like cheese, yogurt, kefir, butter, cream, sour cream, and my personal favorite, ice cream. Mint chocolate chip ice cream, to be specific. Most dairy in the world comes from cow's milk, but other popular sources include buffalo, goat, camel, and yak. From a nutrition point of view, dairy is best known as a great source of calcium, the mineral responsible for maintaining the hardness and strength of our bones and teeth. Not only does dairy provide a high amount of this nutrient, but it also provides a fairly bioavailable source. Bioavailability refers to how much of a nutrient is actually absorbed and used by the body. It changes based on the chemical form of the nutrient and the food that it's sourced from. Only about 30% of the calcium in milk is absorbed by the body, which may seem low, but it does beat the rate of other calcium-rich foods like beans, spinach, and sweet potato. On the flip side, cooked bok choy, broccoli, and kale all have higher calcium bioavailability rates than dairy so there are plenty of ways to get this nutrient. But overall, dairy is still a really great source. It's also one of the best dietary sources of magnesium, a mineral involved in hundreds of reactions in the body. And if you listen to episode 6 of the podcast, you'll also remember that dairy products are a good source of protein. Depending on where you live, your milk and yogurt may also be fortified with vitamin D, which makes it one of our few food sources that provide this nutrient. We actually make vitamin D ourselves through sun exposure, but for those of us blessed to live in the dark and cold northern hemisphere, we're usually deficient, which is why some foods are fortified. Lastly, some dairy products like yogurt and kefir contain probiotics, a friendly bacteria that helps with our gut health. Now for the not-so-good stuff. Many dairy products are naturally high in saturated fat. 
a nutrient that contributes to heart disease. And of course, the foods with the most sat fat, cheese and ice cream, are also the most delicious. Annoying, right? This is why a lot of health professionals suggest eating low-fat dairy, a recommendation that's seen pretty much across the board. Many dairy products are also high in added sugar, yogurt and milk being some of the worst offenders. Just one glass of chocolate milk packs so much sugar that it beats the recommended daily amount for an adult. It's the same amount as iced tea, not really the breakfast drink of champions. Dairy naturally contains sugar, it's called lactose, and this regular amount is not worrisome. Unless, of course, you are part of the 60% of the world who are lactose intolerant. Let's take a brief detour from nutrition and dive into history for a sec. Not problematic history about short white European men stealing indigenous land and scientific accomplishments from women. Let's talk about biological history. Lactose is a sugar that requires a special enzyme to help our body digest it. This enzyme is called lactase and is produced by a gene in our DNA. In the majority of people, this gene is turned off after childhood, rendering us unable to digest lactose and causing nausea, bloating, gas, diarrhea, and general digestive discomfort shortly after consuming dairy. The reason this lactase gene turned off is because way back in the day, our primary source of lactose came from breast milk. So when children were weaned off this food, we didn't need the enzyme anymore, and this gene was kind of useless. Eventually, some cultures began dairy herding, particularly in northern Europe and nomadic tribes across Eurasia. In these societies, animal milk was regularly consumed after childhood, which meant that the gene for lactase remained on. In today's world, adults with working lactase genes are descendants of these OG dairy herders and are, biologically speaking, mutants. The rest of us normies get to suffer after every serving of ice cream. Sometimes it's worth it, though. Now this historical tidbit brings to mind an interesting question. If the majority of humans are genetically wired to not consume dairy after a certain age, how did this food group become part of the healthy diet narrative? The short answer is the incredibly powerful and strategic dairy lobby. I'm going to speak in a Canadian context here, but there are a lot of parallels to draw with dairy lobbies in the US and across Europe. Starting in the 1940s, dairy associations in Canada needed to increase revenue for farmers, so they began heavily marketing cow's milk to the general population. Their strategy also included heavy government lobbying to push dairy education into schools and dairy consumption into national nutrition guidelines. Pre-pandemic, the Dairy Farmers of Ontario successfully partnered with schools to supplement the curriculum with dairy-focused lessons, and they even had dairy educators run workshops in class. During the pandemic, this industry association linked up with government-funded children's TV networks to create virtual dairy-focused resources for students at home. Kind of dystopian, right? And you have to wonder, how would parents feel if this was the cattle industry or a corporation like Nestle doing the same? Fortunately for the dairy industry, entire generations have been raised to believe that dairy is healthy. For nearly 80 years, dairy has been included as a recommended food group in Canada's National Food Guide. In 2019, though, things got a little wild. For the first time ever, the food guide excluded dairy entirely. Instead, cheese, milk, and yogurt were lumped under a new, more generic category called protein. 
The team in charge of developing these guidelines stated that this latest version was the first that excluded any recommendation from industry-funded research. Just like with childhood education, the dairy industry is heavily invested in funding science that promotes dairy as part of a healthy diet. In doing my own research for this episode, over half the articles I found were funded by dairy associations. And in one of the most comprehensive scientific analyses on dairy and health, seven industry associations, including Danish, Australian, UK, American, and European groups, were all listed as funders of the science. And that shit gets my spidey senses tingling. Because if by excluding industry-funded research, Canada's food guidelines eliminated dairy, it must not mean that it's necessary for our diets. Now for children, dairy is an important food group, mostly because they require high levels of calcium, magnesium, and protein for their rapid growth. But past adolescence, it's unclear how useful it is to keep consuming dairy. The most positive link between dairy and health harkens back to the milk builds strong bones messaging. Maintaining a sufficient calcium intake is crucial to bone density and mass, two characteristics that provide strength and structure to our skeletons. Our bone mass peaks at around age 30, and by 50, we generally begin to lose bone mass, especially if you are a postmenopausal woman. This puts us at risk of developing osteoporosis, a condition marked by weak and brittle bones that fracture easily. A way to prevent the onset of this condition is to maintain a high calcium intake. But despite the seemingly obvious picture I'm painting, there's actually very little research that shows people who eat dairy throughout their life have less bone fractures than those who don't. Surprising, right? Another commonly linked outcome of dairy intake is less fortunate. Acne. There's no evidence that dairy products like cheese and yogurt cause acne, or that there's even a link between dairy and acne in adulthood. But studies in teenagers have shown a link between high milk consumption and increased acne. Milk has also been suspect when it comes to poor heart health. While there is little to no evidence associating it with general dairy consumption, high milk intake is linked to an increased risk of cardiovascular disease. And a similar pattern is seen with cancer. There doesn't seem to be any issue with eating too much cheese or yogurt, but there is evidence pointing to high milk intake and an increased risk of some cancers. Now, before setting up shop at a busy intersection and screaming into a megaphone about the dangers of milk, you have to understand that all of this research shows association, not causation. Strong evidence about dairy and health is severely lacking for two reasons. First, there's not a lot of unbiased research on this subject. And secondly, most of the research is based on observing people's diets and their health over time. It's hard to really conclude anything from these types of observational studies because there are just so many factors that influence our long-term health. Things like exercise, sleep, stress, smoking, drinking, and other foods in our diet. Despite that defense, though, I didn't find any non-industry-funded research that claimed dairy to be beneficial or necessary for adult health. Dietitians and nutritionists agree that dairy doesn't actually provide any unique nutrients in our diet. You can get calcium, magnesium, and protein from other foods. If you eat a balanced diet and maybe take a doctor-recommended calcium supplement at a certain age, you should be fine without any dairy. In addition to not being critical for our adult health, Omitting dairy is also better for the planet. 
And that's because most of the dairy products consumed globally come from cow's milk. And cows are resource-intensive, greenhouse gas-producing machines. Butter and cheese have the biggest impact on climate change. And that's because it takes a lot of milk to make these two foods. If you want to get even more specific, hard cheeses like provolone and parmesan require double the amount of milk than soft cheeses like feta and brie. So if you still desperately need to eat cheese, the softer the better, at least for the earth. Fortunately, shifting our diets away from dairy is becoming increasingly easier, especially if you want to swap out milk, yogurt, or ice cream. Plant-based milks are especially trendy right now. But despite their popularity and lessened environmental impact on the planet, it's important to remember that these alternatives are not nutritionally equivalent to cow's milk. Many of these plant-based milks are higher in sugar and sodium and may be lower in calcium and vitamin D, depending on how they're fortified. The most nutritionally comparable option to cow's milk is fortified soy milk. It also happens to deliver the highest protein hit of the alternatives. If soy is not your thing, Oat milk is a great option with a really low carbon footprint and the most fiber of the plant-based milks. Rice milk is a tasty choice for people with nut or gluten allergens, and almond milk is the most low-cal option. But it's also the least environmentally friendly because it takes enormous amounts of water to grow almonds. Lastly, coconut milk does absolutely nothing for you nutritionally, but it tastes fun, so there's that. All of these choices have pros and cons, so just make sure to check the label to really understand what you're drinking and know that it's not a nutritional one-to-one swap for cow's milk. So when it comes back to the original question of dairy being healthy or not, the answer is still a little murky. High milk consumption definitely seems to be a bit suspicious, but what I can confidently say is that adults don't need dairy to maintain or improve our health. At the very least, cutting back on dairy will definitely have a more positive impact on the planet. Start small with little swaps at your coffee shop or in your grocery cart and see how you like it. Be a little bougie with an oat milk latte and coconut yogurt parfait and try something wild like cashew cheese. With the variety of alternatives out there today, it's never been easier to try something new. That's been the bite for today. Stay hungry. Thanks for listening to Nutrition Bites. If you haven't already, please make sure to subscribe and rate this podcast and share with a friend. If you want to get in touch with me, please follow me on Instagram at Nutrition Bites Podcast. Have a great week.